You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Before we start, let's ask for a blessing through prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another beautiful Sunday. Um, Thank you for a wonderful week that um, as we experience life, the ups and downs, the lefts and the rights, the spinning, the straight, all of the, all the crazies, but you're always there and never ever forsaken us. So we just pray that at this moment, in this short period of time that we're gonna spend with you, that we can allow us to just put all these aside and just really focus this moment and be in the present in your presence and to just listen and absorb and have faith that whatever we have questions in our hearts or mind that tonight you will answer it in your way, not the way we want it, but the way you're gonna show it to us. So right now, Holy Father, we ask for your Holy Spirit to just be upon all of us each and every one of us, and allow us to open our heart, open our eyes, open our mind to just simply receive. Just receive and know that you are true to us, you're loving, and you're always there and always providing. So we thank you, and I lift up to you the word for today, the revelation, and may you use me mightily as your mouthpiece May your message flow through me to whoever's listening and to this room. So thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise and glory and everything, everything. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, Miss Angela uh, started up the series, the series of the Great Commandments. And as a recap, we kind of hear all the time that there's two, but actually three. And I'm excited today to talk about part two. And part three is usually not always seen right away. So I'm excited for Miss Fox to talk about that next Sunday. So before we start, I just want to recap what is the greatest commandment. Hear, Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. So we're going to focus on you shall love your neighbor. And if you notice, the greatest two commandments theme is about love. And Miss Angela talked about last week that God is love. And I love how God represented himself as love because sometimes it's hard to know, to to really grasp God, but love is such a universal language. Like you can be all over the world, different language, different culture, but everyone will feel love. 
It's fascinating. So, so if we just know what love is, we will know God. Okay. So the theme is love. At first, the question is, what is love? Love is kind. I mean, love is patient. That's number one. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Envy also means jealous. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. And love never fails. So most of the time when, te- when Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mountain, he, he tells you the story. He wants you to, to, to visualize what you think what you think you should do, kind of like on your own initiative. But in this case, it's actually a commandment. He said, you shall. He, he didn't say optionally love your neighbor. He said, you shall love your neighbor. And here's the cool part, the word neighbor. In definition, neighbor is anyone close to you, right? Neighbor, anyone close to you. So he didn't say, Jesus didn't say, you shall love your brother or your sister. He didn't say, you should love the Hebrews, the Jews. He didn't say that. He said neighbor, right? And he didn't say about the status of people. He didn't say, you shall love the rich. He didn't say, you should love the poor. But he said, "You you shall love your neighbor. So that's everyone around you, right? around you, your family, your friends, your coworker, your church peeps, so your neighbor. Okay, so we got the definition. We know what love is, so we can kind of actually see what love is. In the entrepreneurial world, if you want to be successful, follow someone successful. If we want to know how to love our neighbor, we need to find someone who loves their neighbor best. And who is that person? Of course, we all know Jesus. My next thought for us is, yes, you should love your neighbor, but let's look, let's see it in a different way. Let's love others like Jesus because it makes a difference. Even that little definition of change, love others like Jesus. Okay, so in John 15, 12, part B, it says, love each other as I have loved you. Jesus is the one that showed love perfectly, perfectly. And not only that, you know, when they said action speaks louder than words, on 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, Jesus said, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And we hear that all the time. I know Miss Angel talks about like all the memes are taken out from the Bible. Here's the, there's the two of them. So the best mentor, the best example on how to love others is Jesus. And I would love to break it down how he actually showed it. So the question is, how did Jesus love? So we have the definition of love. This is the being of love. 
So Jesus was patient. Jesus was kind. Jesus was being what all the definitions of love. But how did he show his being of love? So Jesus loved by two, uh, two, two major things. He loved by blessing and serving others. Again, love into action. Jesus loved by blessing and serving others. He did something with the love. So he just, he just didn't know the love. He just was not be the love, but he did the love, right? Love is an action. Have you heard that when someone feels good or someone that you helped or someone, some good happened to a person, they'll say to you, oh my gosh, you're such a blessing. You hear that all the time, right? Oh my gosh, you're such a blessing. Oh my gosh, you're, you're such an angel. You're, you're an answer to my prayer. So Jesus was that to the people. So just to give on a side note, if ever you hear someone saying, you are such a blessing, that's their expression of appreciation that they felt love from you. So if, you, if sometimes you're not aware, I'm like, do they even know that I love them? These are the signs. They will tell you. People will tell you if they know they love you. So it's, it's wonderful. So the word blessing is, is such a big variety. It's like you can use the word blessing in so many things, but you kind of know what it is, but there's no definite definition. For, here's the secular way of blessing. When somebody in a traditional in the Philippines, um, when somebody wants to marry their daughter, the soon-to-be husband would go to the parent and ask for the blessing, okay? So it's like a blessing, a give of an approval. Oh, a blessing could be uh, an inspiration. It's a, a, a blessing could be a compliment. A blessing could be a positive comment. A blessing could be giving peace, right? So here's an example of Jesus being calm and patience and not easily angered. And this is an example of Jesus in the story where there was a storm. Remember you guys, when there was a stormy weather with the disciples and the disciples were panicking, of course. And this is what Jesus said. So in Matthew 8, chapter Matthew chapter 8, verse 25, 26, the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, actually, that's more anger. Okay, just exclamation mark. He replied, you, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and it was completely calm. So imagine we're in a chaotic situation. How can we be like Jesus and still be in the state of love? He could have been angry, right? You woke me up. I, I was sleeping good. And why are you so worried? Why are you so afraid? You're with me. I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. But yet Jesus was patient. Jesus was patient. He was slow to anger. So this is love in action. Every time in the situation when things are chaotic, think of this event. Think of this moment, how Jesus responded to the situation. Another thing. Jesus keeps no record of wrongs. And we know the story of Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times. 
And then later on, Jesus asked Peter to feed his sheep. Okay. And I just want to focus on Luke 22, verse 61. And if you want to read the whole story, it's from 54 to 62. On verse 61, the Lord turned and looked straight to Peter. Then Peter remembered the word that the Lord has spoken to him before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. Again, Peter did Jesus wrong. But because Jesus' love in action did not keep anything wrong. On John 21, verse 15 to 17, on verse 17 specifically, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. How often do we get offended by a person doing us wrong? And I think, I think Satan, the evil, the wicked spirit uses that against us a lot. He uses our hurt to not love. He always uses our hurt to not love closes our heart versus opening it opening up right because when we have an open heart and we're loving more guess what good things happen miracles happens and satan does not like that so we have to fight we know his ways so we have to be reminded of what love is and how jesus expressed his love and we can do it if he can that's what Jesus said. Actually, he said, we'll do greater things than him. So if Jesus can do it, we for sure can do it, right? So let's not keep record of wrong when people wrong us because the way to combat that is actually love. Love more and, and maybe even be a testimony and light to the person that wronged you. I know it's hard, but it's a practice. We can practice it. And here's another story that I appreciate Jesus so much. Love defined as love protects. Love protects. It's easy to protect a youngin because I'm seeing kids, babies around the church right now. As, as the parent, you will protect your baby because it's your baby. But Jesus protected the adulteress. And, and I love this. On John 8, verse 7 to 11, and this is a story about uh, somebody found out the, the, found out about the, the woman committing adultery and the, the tradition that something sinned that way, they can stone the person, in this case, the adulterous woman. And thank God, Jesus happened to be in the vicinity. So Jesus was able to love his neighbor. Thank God. So on verse seven, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who have heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, it's cute, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman still standing there, Jesus straight up and asked her, woman, where, where are they? Has no one condemned you? 
No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus protects. That's how he shows love. So we can ask ourselves, are we ready to love our neighbor when they're being taken advantage of? Are we willing to love our neighbor to protect them? Because that is showing love. And again, this is not optional. It's, an or, it's a commandment. It's an order. You must. So we must. We must do the right thing. These are what Jesus did. He showed love by blessing others. And these are just the example of, of the definition of love. So we can see how he's actually put into action. And I know with this example, as you can actually think of events that happen in your life that, oh yeah, I've experienced love. Oh yeah, I've shared love. So this is how then uh, Jesus showed his love by serving. Again, serving. So if you notice the blessing part, it's not even work. Isn't that crazy? His love was not even work. He was just speaking. He was just speaking life in that situation. So sometimes we get uh, discouraged when we can't love because, oh, I don't have the money to, to, to buy this to that, to share this to that. It doesn't have to be monetarily. It's just words of life. It's just the goodness of our power of our words. That's how, that's how we show love, right? But, but, but also... Jesus showed it in action and in serving, okay? In this scenario, this is where he was feeding the thousands. And he didn't even, he didn't even buy the, the five loaves and three, three fishes. He, that's what he has, but he blessed it, right? So he was able to feed the many. So I, for us, it's a reminder that we can still give with little we have because he's the one that's going to expand it and bless it, Okay. So on verse, on Matthew 14, verse 19, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to the heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. So he blessed them, but yeah, he, he, he looked up and prayed to bless the food and it expanded, sharing, right? So we can give with the little we have because for us, it's little, but for God, it's, it's a lot. So let's not be discouraged. Continue to love with what we have. That's, that's the point of that story. And through prayer, right? Pray for it to be blessed. The next thing is healing. This healing. God showed his love by healing. I picked this verse specifically because we can say, but I'm not Jesus, but I am not the son of God. I don't have superpowers, <laughs> right? Again, we're, 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 taking the, we're taking down the obstacles and the, the challenges so then we can just love. But I can't, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I can't heal. I can't make someone feel better, okay? But this is what Jesus did. John eleven forty one, and this is not just healing the sick. He actually healed the dead, the dead, right? So, so they took away the stone. Jesus then looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. 
And this is when he was uh, resurrecting Lazarus, okay? Again, he prayed. He thanked, he thanked, he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So I just want to be reminded that we, we have the power. I know, right? If you believe it, you can have it. So let's start believing that we have the power. We have the Holy Spirit. It's not us that's doing it. It's the spirit that's in us that, yes, we, are, we can serve people by praying for healing. Okay? So it's not us, guys. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. We're just being used. So we can't say we can't because we can't because Jesus did it. We can't too. And also Jesus showed his love by like he did the work, like he wash washed, like he, he got dirty. Okay. He showed his love by him getting dirty. So John 13, verse 13 to 15, you call, this is Jesus talking. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So we're really, so really love is just repeating what Jesus did and we get to do it to others. Just like God. And, and, and Ms. Angela talked about God is patient to us. God was kind to us. And Jesus did the same thing. So it's like duplication. We just got to duplicate Jesus. It's not hard per se, but we just got to have an open heart to follow and willingness to do, right? In conclusion, in the simplistic things of life, it's, it's not difficult to love. It's not. Actually, it feels good to love. Okay, and my, my encouragement to all of us is we could only focus on what's good. Because if, if we continue to focus on what's not good or the past that hurt us, then we limit the action or we limit our blessing to others, right? So I'll give you a story. And this is my recent story, actually. <laughs> and I thought it was so good. I was so thankful that God revealed to me what I've been pondering. You know, sometimes you don't have to pray for what you want to know. But because Jesus knows your heart, he actually answers for you without you asking. That's how good, good he is. And, and this is my story. I ghosted I guess I can use ghosted because everybody knows the word ghosted, right? I hope everybody knows the word ghosted. I ghosted my mom for eight years. Like ghosted my mom for eight years. Did not see her, did not talk to her, no communication, zip. And during these eight years, I was wondering, she's my mother. How come she's not looking for me? Because I did not get any messages. I did not get any reach out. Like, I did, that's what I've been pondering. Like, was she ever looking for me this past eight years? Even though, even though it was my choice to ghost my mom because I'm still imperfectly human wanting to be needed or wanting to be looked for. I've been wondering. And then just, just recently, 
as because now I'm, I'm, I'm with my mom. So we have interactions, we have conversations. And she said, yeah, I even contacted a couple of the people and they did not respond to me because I was even wondering, is my daughter still alive? So she was looking for me. For me, I didn't have to like confirm that with my mom because that's just my own jam. <laughs> but I felt the closure. Like, oh, oh my gosh, like she looked for me. Because I thought all this time she was being stubborn like I was. But no, she looked for me. So because of that little question that God answered, guess what happened to my heart? It got lighter. That means my heart opened up a little bit more. And maybe it's like this much open. Now it's this much open now. <laughs> you know, every little things just, just makes you open up more. So, so for me, that is such a blessing. Like I thank God when that moment, that moment I, I received that word from her, I was like, wow, thank you. I said, thank you. Thank you. So in every, in every situation, instead of us feeling not wanting to love others because we were hurt or because we were disappointed, we don't. Think about when we were helped, when we were blessed, how did we feel? And what, how, how did our life change in that little moment that we were shown love, we were shown care? So I just encourage you to just focus on that because, oh my gosh, when I was younger, Oh, I can say when I was younger. Ah, when I was younger in my college years or high school, I was like stubborn. I don't need any help. I can take care of myself. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need anyone. Because I was disappointed. Like nobody helped me when I needed help. So I just decided like, shoot, I'm going to do everything on my own. It was such a lonely road, guys. Lonely road. I remember I was not approachable. No one came to me for help or so any advice, nothing. It was such a lonely road. But now when you open up, ask for help, receive love. I mean, I can say I promise because I've experienced it and I'm sure you have experienced it. Like life gets better. Life gets more joyful. Life becomes more happy just open up. Okay. So I just want to share this last thought, this last thought in any situation, in any situation, good, bad, ugly, any situation, let's ask ourselves, how would Jesus, how would Jesus show love right now? How would Jesus show love right now? And that would help us to respond to our neighbor. With just that question, in any moment, someone yelling and screaming in front of your face right now, someone did you wrong, cut you, cut you on while you're driving, say mean things to you, um, slandered you, anything and everything, how would Jesus show love right now? And I hope that will just take that situation better for you not only better for you you gave testimony to your neighbor and being and 
in deciding to be the light. And that's how we will love others. And, and next week as, as ourselves. So excited for next week. Um, so that is the message of love. Let's, let's focus on Jesus and, and do what he does. Because if he can do it, we can too. That's just the bottom line. And whoever is watching online, whoever's listening right now, whoever's in the room, we want to take every, every opportunity to change heart, to, to do a 160, or even just to recommit, to recommit. So if you're ready, if you're, if you're thinking right now, and if you're acknowledging that, yes, I, right, even when you feel hurt right now, yes, I feel hurt. Yes, I was hurt. Yes, I was not loved. Or even the feeling that, shoot, I don't feel lovable. I'm not lovable. I'm not, no one can love me. It's hard to love me. But again, these are the enemy's lies in your mind. And let me tell you right now, God is saying it is not true. It is not true. So whatever those negative thoughts in Jesus' name, we cast them right now. In Jesus' name. And know that you are love. And you know this, and I just want to remind you right now. You are so loved that someone died for you. That is the biggest expression of love. That someone died for you. Someone took your place for you to live. That is love. So if ever, ever you're in doubt that you're not lovable, you're not love, you're not worthy of love, you're in pain, you're hurt, just remind yourself, remind yourself that it's a lie and you will not accept it. So if you're ready right now, pray this with me. Put your hand. I love just putting our hands in our heart. <laughs> on our heart, on our heart, on our heart. Put our hands on our heart and just pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I know that I am. We are living in the world where it's so dark. Like it's so dark that we can't even feel love. Like it's so dark we can't even see love. And we get so discouraged that everything we witness is anger, pain, disagreement, conflicts, jealousy, envy, distrust. But thank you, God, for reminding me, reminding all of us that it's the works of the enemy. And he is the father of lies. And I know my father is, is full of truth, and that's who you are, God. So thank you for the reminder that I am loved. And because I am loved, I am capable to love. So thank you, God, for loving us first. 
And in return, the only thing we could do, because you have everything, the only thing we could do is to love others. And yes, at this moment, God, I am, we are committed to love our neighbor. We are committed to express love like you did, because that's the only way we can repay your blood. That we can live, that I can live. So thank you. Thank you. And I believe that Jesus died for my sin and he is my savior. And right now I want to, with your blessing, with your, with your help, please reopen my heart. Put your hand in my heart and just open it, flip it, massage it. Just open it up, God, to receive your love that we can give love. So thank you for this time. Thank you for the reminder that it is easy to love. And we just got to choose and we just got to do. We just got to do. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for tonight, for this moment, for this day. Thank you that you are love. God is love and thank you that we are very much capable to receive and give love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. This is our prayer only through your son, our King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to one 888 305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.